Hey there, welcome back to this episode of Coffee and Tea with Justin and Tashina. I'm Justin. I'm Tashina. And this is the show where we talk about whatever we want in the hopes of distracting you from all the insanity of the current world situation. <laughs> wow. Today we talked about, what did we talk about today, Tashina? We talked a lot about fermentation we and sure pickling. Did. Yeah. That was, I think, the primary topic. Yep. We talked about how you can make your own sourdough from mm-hmm. things that you find around the world. Yeah. Uh, like if you're going out on hikes, social distancing, and uh, stuff that you may have in your cupboard. Mm-hmm. We talked about, like you said, different recipes that we want to pickle. Yeah. Things like that. I think today was a very wonderful, fun, and practical episode. What do you think? I think so, too. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, there was a little bit of bickering, I think. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of a rocky, what would you have described that as? I'd say it was a little bit of a rocky start. It was a little bit of a rocky start. So if you're here for the drama, strap in, <laughs> get ready. Things are about to get intense. Not really. It's pretty mild. Especially for people who spend 24 hours a day together every day for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, why don't you tell us something you're grateful for today? grateful that we're both interested in like fermenting and pickling yeah like i think it makes it it makes it fun to talk about with someone else absolutely i completely agree yeah yeah i am really grateful for my call with kyle this morning Mm. i think it was nice to catch up with him also grateful that i had a chance to catch up with my friend david yesterday Mm -hmm. who uh, is a russian geologist currently living in switzerland Mm mm-hmm and realized that I have been friends with him for like 10 years. Yeah. Which uh, had not occurred to me. No. Interesting. Yeah. Love that dude. Love both those dudes. Mm-hmm. And I love you. I love you. And I'm happy to be here. And I was thinking that maybe, maybe in addition to the gratitude exercise today, we could do like a little bit of like a deep, just kind of like, let's all together just take like a one deep breath, just like. And hold it. And release. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Laughing is good, too. Laughter is good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Make sure to wash your hands and vote. And, uh, you know, just know that we we really, really appreciate you being here, taking the time to listen to these episodes. Mm -hmm. Thank you to everyone who's a patron. Thank you to everyone who's bought merch. It's incredible. I think these are uncertain times for all of us. Yeah. We're no exception to that. It's uh, it's an intense time. And so we really, really appreciate the support and having having this constant of you joining us here is just amazing. Yeah, I think it's been amazing to see and I'm really grateful for everyone's support. And like you said, it's uncertain times for a lot of us. So Absolutely. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's get into it. Good morning. Good morning. Good late morning. I know, late morning for sure. We had another late morning. Yeah. We woke up at eight. We did Mm -hmm. not, we decided last night not to set our alarms. Yeah. Our neighbors were being quite loud. Yeah. And uh, sleep was not really possible until about 1030. Anyway, we both decided we would sleep in. Mm -hmm. And here we are at 10, 10 a.m. Yeah. Took a, us a while to get here. A good four hours late. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we got up 
we were ready to go by like 8.30. Yeah. But then I forgot that I had scheduled a call with our lawyer. Mm-hmm. Who's a... He's our lawyer, but he's also a friend. Yeah. So it was a friend call. We do um, what we call accountability buddies. It's a cute name. Yeah, which is where... Thank you. <laughs> which is where once monthly we come together and discuss uh, the goals from the previous month, whether we accomplished them, whether we made progress, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And then we talk about roses and thorns, the good, the good and the bad of, or the highs and the lows rather. What as, about the ugly? As well. Uh, those usually fall into the thorns, I suppose. <laughs> ugly situations, things like that. And, and, um, yeah, and then we do a monthly recap. It's great. It's fun. It's good to it's good to catch up. It's good to it's good to be accountable. I think the first maybe year was just me figuring out what kind of goals were realistic. Yeah. And so that's been a struggle. I had I had wanted to stop doing them a while ago and Kyle pushed me to keep going and I'm glad that he did. Yeah, I think it's been good for you. You do? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's good for you guys to have that scheduled time to talk. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's good for you to have someone that is... <coughs> Are you okay? Yeah. Just down the wrong hole. <coughs> Sorry. That's okay. You're saying? Um, I also think it's good for you to have someone that's not physically here mm-hmm. to be like, to talk to about stuff, but also to push you and motivate you on things. Yeah. And yeah, you guys have been doing it for a while, like a few years, right? Yeah. So I think it's been good. Yeah. He and his he and his wife have also been through so much yeah, the last have. couple of years and are, you know, working. Um, they ha- they're not just giving up and like, quote unquote, throwing in the towel, you yeah. know? And that's always inspiring to me is to see how much they're able to still accomplish, how positive they're able to stay. Mm-hmm. And that their relationship is still great. Yeah. In spite of just all the twists and turns of life. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I like having couples whose relationships I admire. I think that it's one of the things that we had in Napa that mm-hmm. really, really helped our relationship a lot. Because yeah. we had so many friends that were just like so in love and so committed to being good partners to one another. Yeah, totally. I think that was good to see. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I, when I got up this morning, I saw on Twitter that the um, the Backstreet Boys had done I Want It That Way as like a video chat thing. Oh, that's funny. Like from each of their different homes. Exactly. That's pretty good. But when I started watching it, though, it looked it appeared to me as though it was more of like a, a TikTok um, mm. theme in that they were limp si- lip syncing. Ah, okay. They weren't actually, which is fine. It was still entertaining. Yeah. And I think if I cared about that, them or that <laughs> song, I would have really appreciated it. Yeah, that's cute. That led me down the road, pun intended, to Billy Joe's uh, acoustic solo version of Boulevard of Broken Dreams, mm. which he recently released given current circumstances and which the lyrics to that song are just so appropriate for mm-hmm. <laughs> like i don't i've never really cared for that song i've never been a huge green day fan mm. but that song in this context is funny and it got me thinking wow what other songs 
work well in this context. Mm. Here's what I came up with. Okay. These are just what I, you know, I spent a few minutes just uh, thinking about this, and this is what where I got to. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't actually, I don't know if this is the title, but I heard it through the grapevine by Creedence Clearwater Revival. I just thought that was good because it's very like, you know, it's yeah, a song yeah. about just, you know, degrees of separation and um, how you might not be getting firsthand information any, in, in today's current world. Yeah. I didn't know Creedence had covered that. Oh, is that not them? No, it's uh-huh. like an old Motown yeah. song. Oh, then I think they did cover it. Uh, let me I see. I mean, I think it's Motown. It's I think it's from that era. Um, That's the only version I've heard. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, heard it through the... Yeah, they did. They did. I guess I didn't know it was a cover. Who originally did it? Um, great question. I would just put in the name and then Barry Gordy and that'll let you know if Motown Who? was involved. <laughs> Uh, I typed in who wrote and it immediately uh. came up with um, it looks like Norman Whitfield and Barrett Strong huh? are the people. Yeah. From Motown records in 1966. So there you go. Who performed it though? Does it say um, the first recording of the song was produced? This is from Wikipedia, by the way, produced by them released as a single uh, I, I don't know. Huh. Did you know, interesting mm. fact about Motown and Barry Gordy is that Barry Gordy was so particular about the Motown sound. Oh, oh, sorry. The Miracles mm. first recorded the song okay. on August 16th, 1966. Okay. And included their version on their 1968 album. Interesting. So Barry Gordy were so particular about the Motown sound, especially at the beginning, that all of the original acts had the same house band. Mm. And because he was so particular about the sound, they were not allowed to do things like change their guitar strings without his permission, things like that. Sounds like a terrible person to work for. I mean, isn't probably. That, I mean, I don't know a lot about Motown, but didn't that dude have a reputation for just being like a terrible boss? Yeah, but at the same time, he figured out a formula that really worked at the time and stuck with it. And, sure, I just but, yeah, I, I think it's important to differentiate between being a good business person and being a good boss. Yes, I think so too. I was just sharing a fun fact about it. Is a fun fact. <laughs> I was not trying to have a moral debate about him as a person. I was just sharing a fact about him. Okay, that's all. I and I <laughs> thought I was allowed to just jump in and say whatever came to my mind. You are. You are. Are you sure? Yeah. I think that um, I think I need some space. Oh, all right. Well, I'll be here. You can go. No, on a seriously, on a serious note, though, um, it's weird because we've, for the most part, lived our normal lives. Yeah. But somehow, maybe because we're not going out pretty much at all, mm-hmm. it somehow feels like we're spending more time together. Hmm. And I think that we should figure out a way to take a little bit of space from each other, but also take a little bit of, of space from our kind of monotonous routine. Yeah. Like Kyle was talking about how, uh, he's coming up on his wedding anniversary and that he and his wife did like a, you know, obviously stay at home, but excuse me, stay at home date night. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, you and I have not really been spending a lot of time together outside of work. 
I think that's what it no. is. I think that's I think that's the issue. Yeah, I think so too. We haven't been really like hanging out and when we do it's just like oh, let's watch this show on Netflix and we're in each other's, you know, general bubbles, but we're not actually like doing anything together. Mhm. Yeah, we should schedule time together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Does that mean you're going to schedule it? I'll schedule it. Or should it. I schedule it? I can schedule it. But Maybe we should schedule time to schedule time together. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can schedule it. Anyway, I was only saying the thing about Barry Gordy. Is that his name? Yeah. Because I, I just, I feel like a lot of times when we talk about people who ran successful companies or like did these great things mm-hmm. we look at the the like kind of like really intense part of it and yeah. that, that gets really romanticized so i wasn't trying to bring it up like somehow you are endorsing this terrible person <laughs> i'm just saying that i think that it's important to not romanticize certain things yeah and to just say what they are, like you said, like it's a fact, like he was so good at what he did. He developed this yeah. amazing thing. Great. I'm just, you know, I think that it's important too to say, okay, well, how did, what was the, what was the emotional mental impact that had on everybody around him? Yeah. I think too, part of it, I mean, and obviously I'm not an expert on Barry Gordy, but when you think about the impact that Motown music had on what was going on politically at the time, and like civil rights, like that, I think it had a pretty big impact on like everyday people and, you know, changing their views about segregation and things like that. Mm. Yeah. I don't know much about Motown at all. So like when it first, you know, when it first became big, it was like, it was, you know, and obviously again, I'm not an expert on Barry Gordy. I'm not an expert on Motown, but like, a lot of it was still people were like, I'm not listening to music that's not by white people. And it really like helped mm. to bring that into the mainstream and mm. get those people actual like performance gigs in like white neighborhoods and things like that. Similar to like that movie that we were watching. The Blue Book, I think. Yeah. Like a lot of that was still a thing no, at that that's, time. I'm thinking of Project Blue Book. I think it's the <laughs> Green Book. Okay. Yeah. So it was like... You know, like, was it a political movement? Not necessarily in that sense, but at the same time, it kind of was because it, it like, for younger people, it got them to, like, be more accepting. Mm-hmm. So and I think that's also part of why he was so particular about things because he was like, I found a thing that works. Yeah. And, yeah, so, I mean, was he terrible to work for? I think so, yeah, I'm sure. But at the same time, I think Motown did so much for music and it did so much for like acceptance of people of color. I think the point I I think the the issue that I take with that is that the in in romanticizing that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think there's kind of an implication that it needed to be that way and that it in order to have accomplished what it accomplished. Yeah. And I don't I think we need to question that as a society and we need to say could he have 
could Motown have possibly done that and had the same impact that it had mm-hmm. and at the same time him be a better person to work for? Yeah, I think it's totally possible. Totally possible. I'm not debating that. Yeah. This has nothing to do with you. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just, it's something that I think I've thought about a lot and that uh, never really had the opportunity to to really like formulate mm-hmm. my thoughts. And then mm-hmm. when you brought this whole thing up, I'm like, you know, like the Steve Jobs thing. Like, I don't know very much about Steve Jobs either, but from what I hear, he was terrible to work yeah. for. And from also what I've heard is that the movie about him really romanticized or kind of like helped to romanticize that he was like a terrible person to work for and got the best out of his employees, quote yeah. unquote. And I'm just saying, like, I think that's a dangerous path to go down because, again, it kind of makes this, like, correlation or implication that it's necessary to be terrible yeah. to, like, push people. And and I'm not that's saying true. it doesn't work. I'm just saying I think when romanticizing it, we need to be careful to think, like, could this have been done without being an a-hole? Yeah, that's that's true. That's a good point. I will say, too. I don't know if it's a good thing that Barry Gordy also brought us LMFAO. I don't know <laughs> if that's a positive of that whole thing. Yeah. Amusing. Yeah. Not a positive. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to like attack y- what you were saying. I was just trying to have a conversation uh, with you about it. Okay. I wasn't trying to make you seem wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Sure. Um, you told me this morning to ask you about yeast. Oh, well, let me finish <laughs> okay. what I was saying, though, before, because there are more songs. That was okay. only one. Uh, okay, okay. Okay, okay. So that one, and then and then um, Can't Touch This by Ipsy mm, Hammer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good one for right now. <laughs> okay, and then what I would call the creme de la creme, as far as comedic value <gasps> and... I have a good one if it's not this one. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, comedic value and relevance to current times, which is Don't Stand So Close to Me by uh, the Police. That one's good. <laughs> that one's good. I was going to say uh, I Stay Away by Alice in Chains. I feel like that's appropriate. Oh, yeah. That's funny. I know that there are a lot that, that I don't necessarily agree with as far as like comedic value. Like, yeah. Like, um, like. Don't stand so close to me is really good. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's funny, right? <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's super funny. Um, uh, oh, right. Yeah. Like, like, disturbed down with the sickness. I don't feel like that mm. one has any level of like comedic value. That's exactly Too what I soon. said. Yeah. I was talking to Kyle about this <laughs> um, because, yeah, I was, I was talking to Kyle pr- and he's, he mentioned that he saw that on a, on a COVID-19 playlist. And I was like, I said those exact words. I was like, no, no too soon. Too soon. Mm. And, uh-uh. and then he said, I guess Britney Spears toxic, which I've never heard. I don't know that song, mm. but judging by the, um, judging nah. by the title, I felt like it might also be too soon. Yeah. I don't know. I, just, I don't think it really fits. Yeah. And, and I think too, the thing with like the disturbed song is that it's, it's not clever. No, to me. it's not. Like, I feel like can't touch this. Yeah. And, and especially don't stand so close to me. Yeah. Are just it's so funny <laughs> to me. Did no to... one mention Digital Get Down by NSYNC? 
Oh, I didn't go on any search or anything. These were all literally just like what came to my mind from. I do like though that you picked like classic rock songs and like classics, like eighties and nineties. Like I think that makes it funnier. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that. I was like, what are any like new songs? I'm like, I don't really know new music. And then I was thinking, oh, that's kind of interesting because if I did create this playlist, it would be you'd probably be able to say that the person who made this playlist is probably identifies as male, probably in this age range. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all the things you'd be able to guess about me (laughs) just based on the songs that I came up with. Yeah. So anyway, those are the songs. I know it's fun, right? It is, but I can't think of that many. Huh? Yeah. Hmm. I bet there's, yeah, to Kyle's point, I bet there's some weird Spotify rabbit holes for this. Yeah, I think there are. <sighs> Applesauce, um, oh, what are you doing? Oh, and then obviously, you know, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, which is mm. what started the whole thought process for me, would, yeah. would obviously be on that playlist. Yeah. So, so far, my playlist has four songs. Okay, but yeah. no Backstreet Boys. Uh, no. Hmm. What Backstreet Boys song would fit? None. It's just that's how this whole thing started. Ah, yeah. Nope, no Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Disappointment. Sorry. So, um, we've been, uh, you and me have been spending a lot of time on Twitter. Yeah. I think this is fascinating to me. Like, I feel like in the last year, and especially now, Twitter has had a resurgence. Yeah, completely. And that, I don't really know what I have to say about it other than. It's just so fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy Twitter. I think I enjoy it in intervals. Twitter is Mm. like very, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad. See, I disagree. I think that's because you follow people who follow drama channels and tea channels or like maybe follow people who follow the quote, like quote unquote bad because in my actual like Twitter feed, there's no drama, no negativity, like not even that much about political or news stuff. Well, for me, it's the actual Twitter curated stuff that's the bad, like oh, the news. Well, when you all go into your Discover feed, you're. I feel like on any platform, you're really letting yourself just be, you know, blown in the wind in the wind yeah, of the platform. That's true. That's true. But like their news their news thing yeah because it is helpful to look at yeah. from time to time yeah. but it's sometimes you go in and it's like here's every terrible thing that happened today and it's like again though oh i would gosh. make the argument that that is a news feed and that that's not twitter like any my point is any news feed would be mm-hmm. that way especially because of what's going on right now yeah that's true that's true i mean tell me if you don't agree i mean i think that that is specific to twitter Twitter mm. curates it. They decide what shows up there. So mm. I think it is Twitter. Mm. Like the stuff is being put out there by news channels. There's other things that news channels put out too, but Twitter's picking those things. Uh, yeah. So it's, I, the, it's the platform. I agree, but that's kind of what I mean about when you go into a Discover feed, you're kind of like giving up your... Yeah, okay. You know. That's fair. That's true. And also, show me a news feed right now that isn't <laughs> all about COVID-19. Show me. That's true. Show it to me. I guess I just feel like they pick... All I ever see on there is like the worst of it. Yeah, I don't see that's like true. The, the the positive stories even about yeah. what's going on. Yeah, that's... Uh, I see them. 
like especially if you go to the fun thing but like yeah i i feel you it's like out of a hundred two of them are positive and 98 are like click this or you'll die yeah like your mom is gonna (laughs) burn yeah totally this article about how trump hates science or like yeah what yeah totally and so to me that's the platform because they curate it um all right but yeah, I think as I'll far as like my agree tw- to agree. As far as my Twitter feed, like I do, a, I mute people all the time. Yeah, like I mute gossip channels, I mute whatever, and it is very strange to me how many creators like follow gossip channels and mm-hmm. like yeah. interact with their content. Yeah. It's like dragging other content creators. Yeah. It's so weird to me. It's so bizarre. Um, like, so, why do you want to be aware of people yeah. being mean to each other? Like, why is that important to? Yeah. To, 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 I guess my point too is that it's. Uh, most of it just seems like grasping at straws, unwarranted. Like, I feel like T channels are, I mean, they're, they're just, it's no more uh, credible or relevant or meaningful than like the national Enquirer. Mm -hmm. It's all just, you know, taking this tiny little thread and trying to fabricate this blanket of drama. Yeah. And I you get like that, that, like... That, that little analogy there? Yeah, I do, Paint, actually. really painted a picture for yeah, you. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> um, and I get that, like, that gets views and people like drama and things like that, but that's just not what I want. Yeah. And so I mute accounts. I unfollow people often. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not... I feel like there's so much of that in life anyway. Like, why would you want to, like, welcome that? That's how I feel about, like, scary movies. Hmm. I'm like, if I want to feel scared... I'll think about mortality or <laughs> my grandpa dying or there are plenty of things I can come up with to feel scared. Why would I watch a movie to mm-hmm. make me feel that way? Like hmm. what value could that possibly add to my life? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, go on. You're saying. Um, I mean, yeah, that was basically it. Like, mm. you know, I, I do a good job of curating that stuff out of my Twitter feed. Yeah. Um, Cause I do think too, it's like, you know, same with any platform like Facebook, Instagram, where you can mute people and unfollow people mm-hmm. and like curate it. So it's something that serves you yeah, mentally, especially Absolutely. I think that's very important, especially right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Applesauce, what are you doing? You've been playing a lot of animal crossing. I have, you have not applesauce. No, I mean maybe she has. Who we knows? don't know what she's doing at Who night. Who knows? Maybe she's playing real life Animal Crossing on her Switch. Applesauce uh, bought a Nintendo Switch. If Applesauce bought a Nintendo <laughs> Switch, I would be very concerned about where she got the money <laughs> and why she didn't put any of it toward her own food or litter or healthcare. She's like, why would I? Um, <laughs> yep, Applesauce has been making trades. But yeah, I've been enjoying Pocket Camp. Yeah. a lot it's it's been a really fun distraction which is the free version of animal crossing that does not require a, a, a yeah. nintendo switch or, yeah. yeah you can download it on your iphone it's very limited but it's free so whatever yeah i'm fine with that mm-hmm. yeah it's been fun mm-hmm. yeah cool glad you're having fun with that yeah me too uh so yeast yes yeast yeah i wanted to talk about yeast because in like we talked about in episode 14 wait what episode are we on i don't know i think 16 wow really i think hold on let me just check this really quick um but what i was gonna say is 
like I talked about in yesterday's episode, I started my sourdough starter again. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, yeah, this is episode 16. Yeah. Wow. That is banana. Being a weirdo and smelling my arm. Um, anyway, it's already kind of bubbling up, which is exciting because mm-hmm. that means that it's getting going. Yeah. It's doing things. I really hope that I cleaned that container before I put it away because I pulled it out of the thing. I, I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I cleaned it right when yeah, I got it. You did. But I definitely did not clean it last night when I started my sourdough starter. Just it didn't even cross Shame. my mind. Well, I just pulled it out I'm of joking. the cupboard and it looked clean. So Yeah. No, it was definitely washed before it was put away. All right, cool. So I in my Twitter feed I saw that um apparently there's a shortage of yeast. How do you have a shortage of yeast? Here's how you have a shortage of yeast. Everybody goes to the store and says well, we're out of bread, so I'm going to learn to make bread. Mm. Or I'm sitting at home with nothing to do. I'm going to learn how to make bread and buys all the yeast. Oh. And then there's a shortage of yeast. Uh, however, as you and I are both aware, yeast exists all over the place. Yeah, that's why I was curious how there was a shortage. There's just shortage of packaged yeast. Yes, there's a shortage of yeast that you would go into the store and buy okay not like uh, how all the bees are dying it's like (laughs) (laughs) okay different so i so we found this thread that was how to like start a bread and get your yeast going and basically start they didn't say these words but you're effectively starting a sourdough starter yeah with yeast and one person did it um one person did it in a way that was just like starting a normal sourdough starter, but instead of leaving it at home, they covered it with like a mesh top mm-hmm. and then they put it out in um, in like this field. Mm. Like they showed there's this big open field by their house and there's like deer and all this wildlife and it's clearly away from like roads and um, and they just let it sit interesting covered with like cheesecloth and then all the yeast in the air Hmm. gets in and contaminates it and now you have this thing that would have you know you could do it without that and make it at home but now it's contaminated with this awesome like local wild yeast for your sourdough you follow that guy on instagram that does stuff like that right yeah so one thing that i really want to do this summer with my sourdough starter um, and I suppose we could start it in spring, but but uh, not wanting to like ride share, do any of that kind of yeah. makes it a little more complicated. Is uh, he'll do a similar thing, which is he'll go on a very long hike, mm. and he'll have the jar with a cheesecloth thing strapped to his backpack, mm. so that when he's out hiking, and this guy goes out every single day, you know, yeah. really, so he'll carry it around with him so that it's absorbing all the natural yeast and everything while he's walking around and hiking. So interesting. Yeah. So I definitely do want to do that. Um, But the one that I thought was more interesting and maybe more interesting because that method, you can make sourdough like that regardless of whether you, um, regardless of whether or not you contaminate it with, like outside wild yeast. Okay. You could do that at home. 
and it would still work just like what I've done here. Mm -hmm. The one that interested me a little bit more was contaminating it with yeast from stuff you've bought at the store. And typically from the thread, what I learned is that typically you do this by, um, by taking the skins off of like fruits Interesting. Because, like, pretty much all fruit has, like, yeast naturally on its skin. Yeah. But given current, you know, Mm -hmm. events, you probably don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. We we have these apples we bought two weeks ago, and I would not use them. Yeah, because, well, you're washing them with soap and water before you eat them, so that's going to wash all that off, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, So, but, like... You know, my the my aunt's house in Napa that had an apple tree in the backyard mm. or like your mom's house. Yeah. Like it would be really fun the next time your mom visits to have her bring us some stuff and then make a starter from that. Mm. And so mm-hmm. effectively what you're doing is you're... Oh, sorry. So you can still do this in current times. Like if you have dried fruit. Okay. Uh, you can use dried fruit, I guess. Like just plain dried? No sugar? I would assume? I would imagine no sugar on it. Although I don't know what the criteria for it being a deal breaker is. Okay. I think that whenever you're doing a fermented food, the less weird mm-hmm. stuff you can have on it would be better. I don't know that sugar would necessarily be a deal breaker. Okay. Because there's already going to be sugar in the fruit. Yeah. And because, you know, sugar is like <laughs> one of those things that is fermented to make other things. Yeah. So I don't know. Okay. If you have both, I probably would go for the one that doesn't have sugar on it. Okay. Anyway, he was saying that you, you can pretty much just like put this in a little bit of warm water and stir it up and that you'll see the water start to get cloudy. Weird. And that is basically the yeast. And then you would strain out the dried fruit or the skins or whatever you've used and add in some flour. And then you're, bless you. (sighs) You're basically doing the starter just like you would do a normal sourdough starter. So hmm. like it so the the recipe I use is kingarthurflour.com, their recipe. Uh, you can use I'm just doing it with plain unbleached white flour cuz that's what we have. I'm not using their fancy they make like a fancy like organic red whole wheat. Yeah. Like which I've used before and I think it's delightful but we don't have it and it's expensive. So anyway, um, you can go to that website and just type in sourdough starter. And they sell sourdough starter, right? They do. I wonder if they are right now or if they're not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, But yeah, they do sell sourdough starter. Uh, By the way, if you want to look up that thread that I'm talking about right now, the username is shoelaces. And then the number three, at shoelaces three. Three. That's cute. Um, I Unfortunately, I think I lost track of the other one where the guy's doing it in the UK country. Oh, wait, no, no, here it is. Okay, this is if you want to see the dude who like went out and did it in the English countryside. It's Seamus Blackbee. (laughs) So it's S-E-A-M-U-S-B-L-A-C-K-L-E-Y. Uh, I'm reading this out to you because I always forget to link to stuff in the description. So, yeah, there you go. So he's the guy that took it out into the field. Correct. Okay. And then um, the the person that you referred to that I follow is Pascal. Yeah. 
uh, Pascal Barger. So I follow him on Instagram, P-A-S-C-A-L-B-A-U-D-A-R, Pascal. Uh, and Pascal has a couple books. Yeah. I don't know if the other two have books or not because I haven't been following them as long. Actually, I don't follow them at all. I just found <laughs> their things yesterday. Um, so yeah, you would you would basically get the yeast off of these um, fruits and then kind of, I guess, you're sort of extracting it or removing them from the plant hmm. and then you're adding in flour and continuing the process as you normally would with any other sourdough starter. So Interesting. Yeah. You should try it. I plan to. I don't know if we have any dried fruit, though. Um, I think we do, but I don't know. Yeah. But there's so much stuff. That's one of the things I love about Pascal is that he talks about all the different, like, yeast things. Yeah. And all the different ways of making things. Like, um, I wouldn't do this personally. This seems weird slash gross to, to me personally. And I understand that, like on a larger scale it's neither near nor weird it's it's neither weird or gross it's just the way things are so this isn't that's not a judgment it's just that for me i wouldn't do it which is he'll use fruit flies to create oh yeah you've told me this yeah to to start because i think if i'm remembering correctly it's because fruit flies have certain yeast on their bodies so he'll i think he does it to do um to start vinegar So he'll like have the liquid that he's going to use and then he'll lure a bunch of fruit flies into (laughs) it and let a couple of them die. And then because of whatever bacteria is on their bodies, it starts the, um, the vinegar. So yeah, exactly. It's gross, but it's weird and interesting. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what exactly it's, it's, it's cool in the realm of like, wow, back in the day, that's, bananas that you could do that yeah and also i mean i guess it's just fascinating but then on a personal level i'm like yeah i don't want to make fruit fly vinegar thank you no uh but anyway Hmm. he talks about all that kind of stuff and all the different places you can find yeast and you know like interesting i think maybe one thing that would be cool to do the next time we go up to oregon uh which obviously will not be for a while yeah um, would be to collect a variety of different things from different places, you know, go on some hikes and pick yeah. a couple different things and just throw them in and see what happens. Yeah, totally. Because we could go... be fun to do a mixture of them. Yeah. Mm. It'd be fun, too, to go with my mom because she does, like, mushroom foraging. Mm-hmm. So it'd be fun to go do stuff like that with her because that's, like, pretty far out in the coastal range. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So it'd be fun to, like actually go pick mushrooms but it'd be fun to like just you know yeah be out there and you could bring your little sourdough starter yeah well and two i think i am once this sourdough starter that i have going now is ready to go and once we've used it a couple times basically the next time we go to the store which who knows when that will be yeah i'm going to try to buy some better flour Mm. and i'm probably just going to throw this one out okay because i I do, you know, when it comes to fermented things, I'm not a, in general, I'm not a huge organic food person. Like, obviously it's better, but you and I are on such a budget that like, 
there's no way we could possibly afford to only buy organic. Yeah. But for certain things like kombucha, fermenting kombucha, sourdough starter, I would prefer that they at least begin mm-hmm. organic and then keep them that way for as long as possible. Yeah. Uh, I really, really, really love the idea that in 20 years I could be giving some of my starter to my nieces and be like, here, go make bread. I started this yeah. in 2020 and they're going to be like, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is cute. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun. Yeah. You're cute and fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks you're, for being cute welcome. and fun. Oh, mm-hmm. Anytime. Thanks, thanks for not being a poo. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> a poo. Not like not the, Winnie the poo. Not the racist Simpsons character, but Oh. A P O O. I guess also thanks for not being Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um what else is up? Those are kind of things I had to chat about. Those are what's been on my mind. <laughs> yeah. No, that was interesting. I think mm. stuff like this is, it's interesting. Yeah. Bottom line. Are there any, are there any fermented foods you want to try that we haven't done yet? Because we've done, well, I'll list the ones I've done and yeah. then you can list the ones you've done. I've done sourdough starters. I've done sauerkraut. I've done kombucha. I I have my vinegar still going. Yeah. I think that's kind of it. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I think kimchi would be interesting. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd like to do to kimchi. kimchi. Yeah. I've been really craving kimchi lately. And like, hmm. I think we were spoiled in the Bay Area because we could get it at the store. Yeah. And here it's a lot harder to find. Hmm. Um, so I've been really missing kimchi. Um... Yeah, I think that would be the big one. Mm-hmm. And then I would, you know, it's not necessarily, I mean, it's not fermented, but I'd like to do more pickling. Yeah. Like I was thinking of taking that recipe for quick pickled onions mm-hmm. that I have mm-hmm. and trying some different vegetables in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it'll probably have to wait, but we have carrots right now. Maybe I'll try doing some carrots. So this might bum you out because I didn't tell you this earlier. Uh, oh, no. But like three months ago, Lena from St. Clair Brown sent me their pickling recipe. What? Like I have, it's just like sitting in my email inbox. Like I have it. <sighs> Let's try it. Yeah, I know. Cause we both have loved their pickled vegetables. Yeah. They just were so good. Yeah. We could do carrots and cauliflower. cauliflower. I, yeah. Cauliflower would be mm. amazing. Mm. Um, oh, I want to pickle some so garlic hungry. too. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, I yeah, like I love pickled everything. So I really want to try. I want to pickle a bunch of different stuff right now. Yeah, I I I also want to do. Um, uh, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. Mm, oh, the fermented hot sauce. Yeah, from like it's alive with Brad. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. I think I think so too. There's a reason why I hadn't. We haven't been able to find the peppers he uses. Is that what it is? Yeah, he uses... I forget exactly what they are, but they're all like red peppers. And that most of the hot peppers we can find here are green ones. Uh, and we found ha- habaneros at Natural Grocer downtown. Yeah. That was the only place we could find those. So they might have some of the other ones. True. But yeah, um, I think people in Utah don't really eat spicy food. It definitely seems that so way. So it's hard to find... Like a variety of hot peppers. Yeah. Which is 
at first made sense to me because all you see is white people everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Nobody eats spicy food here because it's all white people living on the prairie, basically. Like, I wouldn't imagine that they would eat spicy food. Mm. But then I found out that the second largest population is Mexicans. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, what's the problem here? Like, where's all the spicy food? <laughs> Maybe we just need to find a different store to go to. Yeah. Well, that, there's that Mexican restaurant, which has, a, I mean, a re- oh. Mexican grocery store. Yeah. That has a lot of more fun stuff yeah. than the typical grocery store. So. Yeah, we'll have to look there. Because yeah. we've gone there. I mean, it's been a while since we've been. I don't remember seeing a variety of hot peppers there either, though. But I think every I location really might be looking. different. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to really search for them. Yeah. So we'll have to do that. Yeah. That would be fun to make. Yeah. Um, Brad also made some fermented pickles. That would be fun to do. Yeah. So what is, what? Uh, maybe I don't understand how pickles work. How are pickles not fermented? I don't know. I don't know that oh. they if they are okay. or not. That's why I was like saying it was something different because I'm just not sure. Got it. I think too, when you pickle things, you don't leave them out at room temperature. And I feel like when you ferment things, typically you leave it out. Huh. Right? Um, yeah, I, I suppose that's true. Because I think fermented huh. stuff uses more of the like the bacteria, things like that. Whereas yeah. pickling is more like marinating. Yeah, interesting. Maybe too, maybe they're fermenting, but because of the low temperature of the refrigerator, it's a way slower yeah. fermentation so that it's not really, really fermenting them. It's more of just sort of. Yeah. And a lot of pickles too, you're you're literally cooking it. So, but I do, I like quick pickles. I like the ones where it's just, it's the fresh stuff just soaking in the brine. Yeah. So. Mm. Did I ever tell you about the um, the fermented can like candy apples that my dad brought home once? No, that sounds really weird and gross. Okay, so <laughs> like fermented like alcoholic. They were they, they weren't supposed to be. Okay, they weren't supposed to be fermented at all. Okay, so my dad, for for those of you who are not aware, worked at grocery stores my whole life, and one year I think it. I don't even know if it was around Halloween. I don't remember why. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. One year they had these apples that were so decadent. It was like an apple on a stick that was covered in caramel and then dipped in chocolate and then like drizzled with white chocolate and then drizzled with regular chocolate and then like rolled in like peanuts and Ew. chocolate chips. Okay. And I guess they were on super clearance because they had so many of them. And so they were like a dollar or something. Yeah. So he bought, he brought home like a ton of them. And the reason they were on clearance is because they'd been out for so long. They yeah. were old at this point. It was, you know, past the, the sell by date or whatever. <laughs> and by the time we were eating them, the apple inside was effervescent. Ew. Like straight up, like biting into. A sparkling cider. Ew. No, they were delicious. It was so good. It was like, because I loved sparkling cider as a kid. Like, I, yeah. Martinelli's is a bit too sweet for me now. I'll still drink it here and there, yeah. water it down, put some ice cubes in it. But in general, it's too much for me for what it is. But as a child, oh. I loved Martinelli's like 
you know, especially we only got it on special occasions. Yeah, same. Which, which is funny because we had soda all the time. <laughs> like, if you're going to make one of those a special occasion thing, it seems, you know, but it was more about cost than it was about health, I'm sure. Yeah. So it, these sparkling apples were just oh. like, I mean, it was everything I loved. Sparkling apple cider, <laughs> crunch of a fresh apple, not fresh apple, yeah. and just covered in an obscene amount of sugar. Oh, that sounds terrible. It was so good. So were they alcoholic? Were you all like, yeah, this is amazing because you were a little tipsy? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think there's a... (laughs) I think at the point that it would have been alcoholic, it probably would have not been crispy anymore. Like it would have been... I mean, I don't know, right? Like, Mm. I'm not sure, but... I definitely don't recall feeling anything other than like excitement and a sugar rush. <laughs> yeah, like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. That so. is that is that is a thing. That is a thing. That is a thing that happened. <laughs> yep. That is an event that transpired. Yeah. Yep, sure is. Oh, that makes my stomach hurt. Really? Yeah. Huh. Sorry. It's okay. Not your fault. Yesterday it was ASMR, and today it's <laughs> sparkling apples, expiring apples. <laughs> a sensitive tummy. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> I do. I really, really do. So, um, what other, what other stuff do you want to make? You said you want to do some pickles. Yeah, I want to do some stuff. pickles. Mm-hmm. Um, kimchi. You had brought up the hot sauce. I definitely want to oh, do yeah. the hot sauce. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to do that for a bit. Also, because I love the idea of, he was saying a byproduct of that is table brine. Oh, right. And yeah. I love That's that idea. Yeah. yeah. We would need to get some specific bottles for it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I love that idea of having stuff like that. Because then it's like spicy vinegar, which is the best. Yeah. I feel like it'd be really good in salad dressings. You know what I would really love to do? I mm. agree with you there. It would be good in salad dressings. What I would love to do would be to get a food safe squirt bottle so that like a misting bottle uh, so that we could like buy regular potato chips or something and then mist mm. them with like a spicy table brine or just mm-hmm. with our own white vinegar. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you remember in that video, but after a day or two, there's like a film on top of the fermenting Mm -hmm. um well you'll have to watch it again but there's like a white film on top of the fermenting chilies in the water and i'm pretty sure he says like that is the yeast that would make sense so i wonder if you could then use that for bread i wonder interesting very interesting um also it's not fermented but i want to make rose jelly because we have that bottle old open bottle of rose in the fridge yeah so i want to make jelly with that so what do you need for that we have the rosé. Sugar. Ugh. And so we're, we don't... Wait, is that it? I No, I need to look up a recipe, but like, I know I need sugar. It's probably like agar agar or something like that. Or um, like, a, what's vegan gelatin stuff? What is that? Isn't it usually agar agar? Yeah. So I know to, that some recipes I've seen call for it because I looked it up a while ago, but there are some where it's just rosé and sugar. And that Maybe. makes a jelly? Yeah, it can if you cook it. I mean, huh. I need to look into it more. I haven't looked at one recently. I looked into it a while ago. Weird. So I'll look into it again and figure out what we would need. Hmm. Are you going to add anything to it, like raspberry rosé or something? I don't know. Probably hmm. not. Oh, okay. Probably just keep it simple. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sounds good. Yeah, because um, I could also make vinegar with it. 
But since you have a vinegar going, I was thinking jelly would be fun. Well, we could do both. I could take some of it and make a rosé vinegar. Hmm. I I'm I would be very curious to see how that would be. Yeah, me too. Um, and I wonder too how I would do it. I my guess would be I would probably take a little bit of the mother's, like a little bit of the mother from my vinegar that I have going, and just drop it in with the rosé, and then that would hopefully kickstart the fermentation. Yeah, I have no idea. Hmm. I read, you know, it's been a bit, I read some recipes briefly mm-hmm. and the ones that I read, most of them were just like, you just let it sit out on the counter. Right. Then, yeah. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. 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 I guess that makes sense. But then I didn't know. So does that mean it would gather stuff from the air and that would ferment? Like, I don't really understand. So that's why I was like, well, maybe I'll just do jelly because I felt like it was riskier to do vinegar. I think that adding a mother to it might speed it up. Mm. Because we also, too, have that, I think we have the end of, like, a bottle of sparkling wine also that we could use for vinegar. Huh. So, lots of things. Yeah. Lots of ideas. So many ideas. Yeah. I still really want to make different bitters. Mm -hmm. Which I think probably, if I were going to do it, I would end up doing it in the way that I've only seen some people do it, which is basically they, they, they do a very, it's a similar process to how I made my homemade vanilla extract, which was freaking amazing. Yeah. It was really good. And even recently what I did was I poured gin into it and let it sit for like a week. And then we put that into a cocktail and Mm -hmm. that was delicious too. Yeah, that was good. Cause I basically made my own, uh, vanilla gin. Anyway, Basically, what people do is they'll just, you know, maybe get like 10 or 20 bottles, little ones, and they'll put like a really high proof vodka in it, and then they'll put the individual flavors. So vanilla, maybe one is clove, maybe one Mm -hmm. is orange peels, whatever, and they'll do this whole thing, and then the, the homemade bitters will consist of them blending all of these different flavors to make their own bitter mixture, which I think would be really fun to do. Yeah, that would be really fun. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. Yep. So do it. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. I think we have probably a lot of the spices that I would want to use. Yeah. But we'd probably need some fruit and obviously some vodka and then some bottles. Yeah. Because we don't have any bottles. We should be making lists of this stuff so we have it present in our minds for in the future. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we'll just have to rewatch this and listen to it and <laughs> make a list based off of that. Yeah, that's true too. Or maybe if somebody's been writing these down, mm, they can just leave the list in the notes. comments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you if you've been sitting here listening or watching this and you took notes on everything Tashina and I are talking about, please feel free to leave that yeah. list in the comments below. <laughs> yes, though I'll add it to the description and I'll I'll thank you. I'll give you a shout out. Perfect. 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 <laughs> I was just going to say, if you're interested in fermented foods, definitely watch It's Alive with Brad definitely. on YouTube. Yeah. It's enjoyable. Jay mm-hmm. Kissa introduced us yep. to it, and he is an enjoyable character. He is hilarious. A lot of the recipes he makes are, uh, you know, animal-based. Mm. However, he also has plenty that are not animal-based. Yeah. And a lot of really great, a lot of really great recipes on that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were hanging out with Jay Kissa a couple of years ago now, 
and she was like, oh, have you guys seen this? And yeah. instantly, instant fans. Yeah. Amazing show. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. Okay. Well, what do you want to do? I don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe we should wrap it up then. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for joining us on this episode of Coffee and Tea with Justin and Tashina. Coffee and Tea is recorded at the Justin and Tashina <laughs> studio. Mastered uh, by Applesauce. It's mastered by Applesauce, produced by Bagheera, and mm. um, promotional considerations provided by Juniper. <laughs> we love you very much, and we'll... See you later. See you later. Bye. (laughs) I thought you were going to join in there. Nope.